With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. April 9th, 1995, Nia Bay, Washington. Six-year-old Bryce Herder was left alone on Shishi Beach in the Olympic National Park. He was alone for less than 15 minutes. When his family returned from a hike, he was gone. Bryce's brother describing his disappearance as turning around and seeing Bryce waving happily on the beach alone. And then when he looked back again, he was gone. Police believe Bryce was swept away in a freak wave and lost in miles and miles of ocean. The herders believe Bryce was abducted by the homeless community or one of the many tourists visiting the area. But does the answer lie with one of the most prolific serial killers to walk the earth, Israel Keys? This is Bryce's story. Bryce Florian Herder was born July 24, 1988, to parents Valerie and David Herder in the Indigenous community of Nia Bay, Washington. Both Valerie and Bryce were registered members of the Makar tribe. Unfortunately, like the other case we discussed this week, Shakima Cabbage Stalk, there really isn't that much information on what type of child Bryce was and what the dynamics were like in the family. It does appear from all the photos I see and family members commenting on missing persons posts on Facebook, Bryce was most definitely loved and well cared for. His massive ear-to-ear smile on the main photo that is circulated is infectious. He looks happy and healthy and loved, which makes this case so heartbreaking for his parents and older brother. Now a bit of background into this area. Nia Bay, where the Herder family lived, is the largest settlement in the Makar Indian Reserve. Like with last week in the Leah Anderson case, Nia Bay is an isolated area with the nearest town with essential services, like a hospital, being 40 miles away in Forks, Washington. Although there is a police squad on the reservation, at the time fronted by Bryce's grandfather, this area is stunning. There are rainforests and beaches, and the Olympic National Park, which attracts people far and wide. One particular beautiful spot is Shishi Beach. You can park your car in the parking area and then walk down one of the series of two-mile trails to the most breathtaking beach you have ever seen, or those with a recreation pass, which are sold by the tribe itself. April 9th, 1995. Bryce and five other children, including Bryce's brother, wanted to go on a picnic on Shishi Beach in the Olympic National Park. An older relative of Bryce offered to chaperone the little adventure with the children. This should have been an amazing afternoon, the stuff of childhood memories that are recounted with a grin decades later. But instead, this trip would become the fuel of nightmares that would haunt a small, close-knit community still today, almost 28 years later. 
After the picnic, the group decided they were going to hike up one of the other trails, which then looped around back to the beach. But there were sections that were quite steep, so steep you needed to use a rope. And six-year-old Bryce being the youngest in the group, it was just too much for him. It was all too daunting for him, and Bryce insisted he was old enough to stay on the beach by himself and play in the shallows. This would have placed the adult here in a difficult position. Here are five other children, all up in arms, demanding they go on this adventure on the trail. While here is a kindergartner, who wasn't up to that yet. The dilemma. I don't want to judge this split-second decision, and I could understand why this adult decided to leave Bryce and take the other children. I get the internal battle, who would be more likely to have an accident and need adult help. And this trail was challenging. I wouldn't have made the same decision. It would have been all the kids able to go or none. But no one is perfect and the great majority of times this situation would have played out without any incident. I don't blame this adult and the herders don't blame this adult for whatever happened to Bryce. Please stay respectful in any comments. Bryce's brother would later recount the last time he saw his brother, that he remembered turning around and seeing Bryce waving happily on the beach alone. And then when he looked back again, he was gone. The members of the group would later state they would have been gone no longer than 15 minutes. But by the time they returned to the beach, Bryce was nowhere to be seen. There was immediate panic. Where could little Bryce be? There was no one else on the beach to ask. No witnesses as to what happened to Bryce and where he could be. The adult here knew the urgency of the situation and he contacted the reserve police at 6pm. Now, as I said earlier, Bryce's grandfather was the chief of police and he was going to do everything in his power to find this child. Within 45 minutes of Bryce last being seen, an organised search was underway. The Coast Guard was out searching the ocean, while 30 community volunteers and the entire reserve police force was combing the beach for clues. Helicopters were called in, scouring the area all throughout the night, looking for any sign of the missing six-year-old. The following day, joining the search team were divers, rock climbers and sniffer dogs. What they did find wasn't much, but it may suggest what happened to Bryce – A set of child's footprints were found on the beach which abruptly stopped, only to start again further down the beach. And these footprints were a similar size to what Bryce's feet were, but they could not be proved conclusively that they belonged to Bryce. What did belong to Bryce was the scent the sniffer dogs picked up on. The dogs picked up his scent about a mile north of where Bryce was last seen. But this really doesn't ever lead anywhere. None of Bryce's clothes were ever found, not his shoes, nothing. It was as if it was exactly like his brother said. He was there and then suddenly he wasn't. The search would continue around the clock for an entire week, before the decision was called a week later, on April 17, 1995, that the search party would be disbanded. Theories in this case go one of two ways, accidental drowning or abduction. The police are a strong advocate to the accidental drowning theory, that maybe Bryce got a little too brave and got a little deep in the waves and then was swept out into the ocean. A freak wave and a tragic accident. 
To me, this would explain the footprint stopping and then starting up again. Maybe Bryce was trying to get his footing back on the sand. If this was the case, though, that his little body was swept out to sea, his body has never been recovered. However, this is not what the Herder family believe. They believe there is no other option than Bryce being abducted. They point to one of the trails, the Ozit Trail, that leads from the beach to a homeless encampment, plus many of the tourists that come into the area. Although the tourists would be able to be accounted for due to them needing a recreation pass to access the beach area. One intriguing theory is mentioned by user Quirky Motor on Reddit. Their theory is that prolific serial killer Israel Keyes should be considered. Although this was after Bryce's disappearance, but Keyes lived in Nia Bay for seven years with his family, working on the Makar tribe as a landscaper. But when Bryce went missing, Keyes was living not that far away, in Port Orchard on the Olympic Peninsula. Now, none of Key's known crimes were committed against young boys. And I do say known, because I really think we only know the surface of what Keyes really did and what he was capable of. He is truly the most terrifying serial killer in my opinion. And as Quirky Motor said, the connection between Bryce Herder and Israel Keyes is tenuous at best, but it's definitely worth mentioning. If anything, just to shine more attention onto Bryce's disappearance. There is currently a $15,000 reward for information leading to the discovery of Bryce. The tribe has created a scholarship fund in his name, so Bryce Herder is never forgotten. At the time of his disappearance, Bryce Herder was six years old. He is American Indian and was four foot, weighing 60 pounds. He has brown eyes and straight, sandy brown hair. Bryce was last seen wearing a white t-shirt, green pants, white socks and white shoes, with red and white Power Rangers logo and a lightning bolt. If Bryce is still alive today, he would be 34 years old. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Bryce Herder, please contact the Nia Bay Police Department on 360-645-2701. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Music.